you're welcome. Okay, I need to get my notes. Um, so I'm really, really feel very privileged to be here to share so much with you. Um, but what I want to say first of all is this is a big deal for me to be here. Um, you know, you all work and it would be like you on a Sunday bringing your work here and sharing what goes on at work. So um, please be at bear with me. I am a little bit nervous. I'm bringing my work here and I know I've got a very dear friend with me today who's also going to share a story. And, um, and I just wanted to just for a moment let's just pause. Let's pray. Let's say thank you. Father, I just thank you so much for Catch Sunday. I thank you, Lord, for the amazing things and the amazing lives that you have changed. I thank you, Lord, that when we hear that beautiful song about how you hear the brokenhearted, you really, really do. I thank you, Lord, that I and others that come with me witness lives being healed, witness broken hearts being healed, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for this wonderful work of CAP. And we also thank you, Lord, that CAP has been running for five years. Five years, Lord, because of you, because of the church, and because of the wonderful support behind it all. So thank you, Father, for your glory, in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. I thought it wouldn't be the same if you don't celebrate properly. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) We've got the wonderful Vanessa who's been doing so much of getting this cake organised and she's going to be able to share it with you all. Do you know when you like candles? They never actually like when you want them to, do they? (laughs) Anyway, I'm just so grateful. So, happy birthday to Kat! Right, would you like to blow it out, guys? So for those of you that don't know, this is Rach, uh, sorry, this is <laughs> my mind. Oh, no, no. This is Ruth. She comes out with me. She's what we call a befriender, a support worker. And she comes out with me on visits. And Vanessa has just come on board as one of our volunteers as well. And she's going to be getting involved as well. But you'll hear all about from them later on. Okay? So thank you very much, girls. <laughs> so Cap Sunday is happening up and down the country. What does CAP mean? Some of you have no idea what CAP is. Why are we celebrating CAP? CAP is Christians Against Poverty. The whole idea of CAP is it helps people to get out of debt. And it can happen to anybody. And please, 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 hear my heart in this. It's something that is very close to my heart, something that I've troubled with in the past, something that God has got me out of, and something that God God has helped many others to get out of as well. But sometimes when you're struggling, you do need the church behind you. 
So what we're going to do today is we're going to celebrate some of those lives. And the other things that Christians Against Poverty do, they do what we call a job club, they do cut money courses, which we run in the church, and they also do what we call a release group, helping people with addictions, and they have a numerous of other things that they're getting involved in. But the charity has grown so much since 1996. It is amazing. I feel very, very proud to work for them. Very proud. I want you all to be inspired today. Personally, whether that's through praying, whether that's through volunteering, whether that's just purely giving the cap. All of you are making a difference. This is why I get the opportunity to stand here. But I've been doing this job for three years. Two years ago, the wonderful Nicola at the back. Stand up, Nicola. She started the CAP Centre. So um, Nicola has been doing it for two years and I'm very grateful to Nicola because again I wouldn't be here today. Now I just want to um, share a few stories. Always hearing testimonies brings it alive about what's going on in the community. I've got for you first of all a letter from a client and then after that we're going to see a video. And then I've got the lovely pillar that I'm going to bring over shortly. Bear with me on this letter because I've literally got it not long ago. So The client says, I'm really sorry I couldn't come today. She really wanted to be here. But instead she wrote this beautiful letter to all of us. She said, please read it out to everybody. Like many people, the recession has hit me hard. I've not been able to hold down a permanent job for six years. I've done a variety of different jobs. I've worked in foster agencies and managed to keep a temporary assignment. The temporary jobs did not flow and there was always some kind of hiccup with my finances and I had to borrow from friends, from family. I've got overdrawn, put money on the credit cards. Coupled with this, I've got really, really depressed. In the last year, I've managed to come across a long-standing temporary contract, which is amazing. But um, I gave money back to some of my friends and different people, and I needed to buy clothes. I needed to buy essential clothes, which I bought, discounted clothes. I'm not one for going out. If I do, I normally take my discount vouchers. I tend to stay in because it's always about spending money. But all the time I tried not to come across that I was struggling, but I knew my secret inside I was. Soon the great deals began to be a great problem. I did not need clothes, but I just could not afford them, but I still bought them. And I mined my debts for a while, or so I thought I did. I just chose to ignore them because I couldn't bear to look at the bigger picture or the hole that I dug myself into. I began to feel ashamed. I remembered my friend talking about Christians Against Poverty. I didn't even speak to her about it or the situation. I just felt so ashamed. Cat kept coming to my mind. I still chose to ignore the problem believing that I could sort this mess out myself. Eventually, 
The Holy Spirit kept gently telling me to get in touch with them. So I did. I got a text from a lady called Sally informing that she was her local cap advisor and that she would schedule a meeting with me. I began to feel very weak and foolish for needing help. Sally called me. She was bright and bubbly and spoke to me in very reassuring tone. I agreed to meet with her, but then I cancelled the appointment. I did not want any help. I did not want to admit that I needed help. Sally continued to text me. <laughs> Some of you know I'm quite persistent. <laughs> Sally continued to text me. I kept cancelling, she kept rescheduling. I did not want this woman to reveal to her how much of a mess I was in. I didn't want her to know about my business. But again, the Holy Spirit finally guided me and said, contact Sally. So I did. I texted Sally and I agreed the date to meet. She had a volunteer that came to my home and they explained to me how CAP worked. And they told me about the CAP's history and the work that they do. As they spoke in the living room, I began to feel a weight lifted from me. These two women were warm, friendly, knowledgeable and non-judgmental. I knew I'd been unwise, so was I was very hard on myself. I didn't need to be. Sally and this friendly volunteer took whatever paperwork I couldn't bear to see anymore. And they just gave me a task. And that was, anyone that pestered me about money, I just told them I was working with CAP. That was quite amazing. Because it felt so grateful that I could do that. And as soon as I did it, I thought, voila, you're off my back now. CAP's dealing with my problems. I have the responsibility to pay, I still had to pay, make my payments, I was in a repayment scheme and I'm on that repayment scheme and sometimes my money can inflate. but so long as I let Kat know I'm getting there I've had the chance to start again and I'm looking at my relationship with my money and working towards a good steward of my finances things may be a little bit tight while I manage but Christians against poverty is a lifesaver their workers are little-known saints. I'm very grateful for what they've done for me. If you find yourself in a debt hole, stop condemning yourself. Get in touch with them and let them help you. If you're a sensible soul who knows how widely to manage your finances, why not give a donation to a worthy cause who can help people to get their lives back together as mine is right now? can imagine the tears when I read that. <laughs> it's just a beautiful reminder, you know, you sometimes all of us, we keep going at work, don't we? And then when you pause for a moment and you actually listen, you like, wow, I didn't realise it was having that effect. I didn't realise how peaceful she, met, she felt with all of those things. So now, what we're going to do is we're going to see a video of another amazing trap.
So uh, it was. <laughs> we have a square. Well, maybe it's a rectangle actually. Oh, here we go. Sometimes I was coping with it, sometimes I wasn't. Um, and then, you know, that going into all the details, my bank contacted me and I was going to be living with a lot less money than I had been previously and I really didn't know what to do. So I, I just mentioned it to a few people that I thought I could trust. Um, one of them mentioned Cat to me and I'd not heard of Cat before and I wasn't particularly thinking it was going to work but I thought there was no harm in making a phone call. So I phoned them up and uh, they gave me an appointment in September. So in September, Sally and one of her colleagues came round and uh, before I was a bit apprehensive I don't really like people coming around my house that I don't know um, but when, when they both came they were both really friendly and it, it, you know, it put me at ease and, and the meeting was quite straightforward it was just explaining the sort of things Cat, you know, Cat would be doing and, and could help with and, and what I needed to do in terms of getting paperwork and, and, and sort of figures etc so you know so, yeah, so that meeting had gone well and um, you know we had a couple more meetings where I, I provided the paperwork that they asked me for and then I was put on a, a budget uh, to live with uh, for the sort of foreseeable future and it was it was a fair budget it was a budget I could cope with but it was quite a hard budget it, you know it was it wasn't the easiest thing to do but I knew it was only going to be for a, a limited amount of time so you know I managed to do that and also the budget did involve saving money so for example when it came to Christmas uh, I was able to get a bit of extra money from Christmas that was my own money that I'd saved which isn't you know, I usually just run out, so, so that was really handy. And then in January uh, of, of this year, I got the letter from Cap saying I was debt-free, and when I got the letter, I was happy, but um, I, I think it took a while to sink in, so I was like, oh, that's nice, and, you know, I was happy for a few hours, and then we kind of just go on with life, and then, you know, I think it, 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 I just got used to it, so I'll be, like, walking down the street, and suddenly it'll come back, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out, you know, I'm not in the same situation, I'm out, I'm out of debt, so it was like a, yeah, it was like a gradual realisation that I was uh, that I was out of debt, so that's you know that was great. Uh, and around that time, um, as well, coincidentally, I've been put forward by Sally for a cat holiday, so I went away for this little mini break in Salisbury where I always wanted to go, and it they just like cemented it. It was kind of like the rubber seal that I was out of debt, and um, you know it's just a time where I can remember. It was a nice time. Uh, the people there were really friendly. There were some interesting talks. We went to uh, uh, I went up the tower in Salisbury Cathedral, which is amazing, and yeah, I can just look back. And I could say, I know during that weekend that I was out of debt, or I knew that I was going to be out of debt. So. Okay, brilliant. Um, can we just uh, have a couple of shirts? I think someone is going to come and bring a couple of shirts for us. No, this is fine. We're all right today. Thank you. Do you want to sit down? This is Pella. She is amazing. Bless her heart. I only asked her last minute last week, do you mind coming to do a talk? Did you want some time to think about it? I'll come. I'm going to come. And I was so grateful, wasn't I, love? So, um, yeah, what we wanted to do was just, oh, oh, 
I cannot see everybody. You cannot see everybody. Oh, would you rather stand up, Pilla? Because I'm happy to stand up with you all. You want to sit? Oh, great. Do you want to stand up? Or are you happy to sit down? Okay, that's fine. I thought we'd sit down because I thought, oh, you know. Anyway. So, um, do you mind just ask, asking a few questions? But so first of all, I wanted to ask you, what was it like before? Asking help with cats. What was it like for you personally? How did you feel? Hello, everybody. I'm feeling a bit shy. Yeah. I'll try my best. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, before I, I found, um, I found a leaflet for um, Christians Against Poverty cap at my local library. But before that. Um, I, I had, um, for, for many years, I had been living with a long-term health condition, and that meant that um, having a, a, a long-term job was very difficult, and because of that, I found myself um, in debt. Mm-hmm. And... Um, at some point, I decided, okay, I need to take control of this, and I went to the law center, and they gave me some information, and I contacted the, my um, creditors, and I managed to make some agreements with them, with some of them, but with some of them, it was impossible. So, you know, I was trying my best, but um, it, it wasn't really working. Uh, completely, fully. Uh, so I was carrying this, you know, this challenge, even though I was doing my best, and and I was trying, I, I was feeling I was doing it on my own, and um, yes, mm-hmm. and I and one day in the library I found the leaflet, so I took the leaflet home and I read through it and I thought, oh, this sounds well, you know, this could be helpful. And I put it on my shelf, and it was there for months. <laughs> I don't know that bit, actually. <laughs> um, maybe because I wasn't ready to to deal with it, and there was all these other things going on. So, yeah. So, what happened when you finally got in contact with Kat? What What was it that made you think, right, this is it? I'm going to do something about it now. It was at a time when I was uh, feeling very low and I felt I needed, I, I needed my life to change for the positive and so I found CAB, I found the leaflet, um, I found CAB and I spoke to someone who told me that um, there would be someone in Camden that would call me, and, they, and she said that they, they would come, they would even come to my place. And uh, and so I, from the very beginning, it felt easy and supportive, and so yeah, yes, wow, <laughs> and. Um, and then you called me. I did. <laughs> I did. I called you. Very soon afterwards. Yeah, I did. I called you. And um, once we came in to see you in your home, how did you feel 
and then over the weeks when you started working with Kat, how did you start to feel? Because you mentioned earlier that you felt quite sort of sort of down with it all yes. and, and everything like that. And and um, I do remember we met a few times as well. Um, and so just just tell us a little bit about that and what happened in terms of once you got the help, how did you feel? So I remember when you came the first time and I was feeling very vulnerable to leave someone into my place and also to, to explain my situation. Um, you know, I had to deal with the shame and, uh, yeah, I found it quite emotional and yeah. it was, I found it quite challenging. Yeah. Um, one of the beautiful things of the first meeting was that I felt that um, both Sally and the volunteer, they were really listening. And, and they were really listening to how I was feeling. And I remember that before they left, they prayed. In, and, and in the prayer, I, w I was listening. I was listening to my to me, to what I needed, and it was so, such a so beautiful. <laughs> so um, yes, I've, yeah, uh, I felt really supported, and I felt I could trust. I could trust you. That's great. That's great. And so obviously, we put in a budget plan for you. Tim already said it's, it's quite a tight budget plan. It is hard. It's not easy. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not easy at all. Um, but how was it for you living with that tight budget? And, and how did you manage in that season? And in terms of the help and the support and making the phone calls as well to the head office, how was that for you? Were you comfortable to do that? Yes, the, the budget was tight, <laughs> and um, uh, I wasn't sure if I could manage it, and um, what I found helpful was that the, the head office, I could phone them and discuss uh, the challenges, so, and they really helped me to look at how I could look at uh, what I could change financially mm -hmm. to, to help me um, make the payments. Uh, yeah. Did you feel better about making phone calls to the head office instead of to all the other people that you had to phone before? Cause oh my God, that was that was that was such a relief to, <laughs> you know, to, be, to be able to to tell the you know when they told me you know if creditors come uh, 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 write to you, just phone them and say you know that cap is dealing with it and you give them that reference and that's it. You know that you don't. It was, it was uh, you know, that space of, okay, I don't have to deal with this. No. no. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> and um, just to let you know, guys, so in the head office, we always let clients know that they are the financial advisors. We're just a friendly face that gathers the information, but actually the financial advisors are in the head office. And so when clients make that phone call to the head office, they might let them know that they haven't got as much money or, or things like that, and they have those conversations. But it is actually the CAP head office that deal with all the creditors, just like what Pilot said, and um, deal with the situation for them. And 
How do you feel today? <laughs> well, um, I feel as if a big weight has been taken out of my shoulders and I was carrying the... I was carrying mainly the shame. It, that was quite... Uh, when I was with others, I felt, you know, I'm... I'm bringing with me this shame and I didn't feel equal to others and so yes I and also I feel um hopeful for the future mm. so yeah I feel really grateful that I have been able to go through a very difficult uh process in a very supportive way, uh, uh, you know, I remember at some point uh, someone phoned me from CAP saying that if I wanted to go away for a weekend for a break, and I just started crying. <laughs> it was like a wonderful gift. Um, so I just felt very supportive all the way through. So. And I, I, I am keeping that with me, that, mm. uh, that trust, that I am supported and I am always supported. Mm. So, and what yeah. would you like to say to the people today? Because obviously um, the CAP Centre started because of the support of the church. What would you like to say to people today in a way of... Um, we wouldn't have had a CAP Centre if it wasn't for the church supporting it. So what, what would you like to say to people today? That everybody that is supporting CAP is, uh, is, a, is a wonderful gift for people that are in, in, in difficulty. And thank you. Thank you so much. Because it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful gift. Thank you. And uh, there's one. Oh, sorry, hold on. There's one important thing that she's forgotten to tell you. What is that? Sorry. Are you are you debt free, Matt? I am. Yes, I am. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart because I know I asked you in the last minute to come and I really appreciate it's it. It's my we've, pleasure. Yeah, we've all appreciated it too. So thank yeah. you, my darling. Well, thank you. Okay, so. Doesn't it make a difference when you hear what's happened in people's lives? It really, really does. It really brings it alive. And uh, for me as well, um, just hearing you, Pelle, it's just a beautiful reminder of why it's, why it's good to go to work on a Monday morning and, and meet a new client every week. I meet new clients every week. I've never seen them in my life, but whenever I go, before I go, I always, always pray for them um, because my heart is stirred. It's stirred. I want to see life change. I want to see a situation change. Um, one of the things that I have 
I do want to draw in today is that we've spoken a lot about the debt and about the shame and everything like that but also there's the other things that are going on in the background as well and that is family troubles and things like that because we can get an opportunity to save the clients would you like us to pray a lot of clients have never prayed before and they're just so grateful to receive some form of peace in their home and the scary truth is and it is scary a national survey has been found that 50% of people could be in a problem with debt within 100 days of losing their job. That's people just like me and you. And it only takes a simple change in circumstances for that to happen, whether it's an illness, a redundancy, anything like that. It could happen to any one of us. And... Um, what you thought was afford affordable could actually turn into a spiral debt. Now, I don't want to sound depressing, but the fact is, it's true. And as a church, we have each other, and I would love to think that we would all actually call upon help. Um, but there's some people outside that don't know about CAP, and so we're consciously, all the time, trying to let people know. But on the screen now, I just wanted to show you some... Um, Statistics. Oops. I think it's going to come up. Here we go. You've got to guess the figure this year. That's why it's flashing on and off. It's a bit like a game. Though 92% of our clients say that our service was a life transforming or a great help. 2,534 clients became debt free in 2014. <laughs> In our centre, it's 37. 37 clients. <laughs> um, 34% of clients are seriously considered or attempt to suicide because of debt before CAP. I've come across a lot of clients like that. 67% um, of clients have sacrificed their meals due to debts. I've come across a lot of clients like that. 280 CAP debt centres are up and down the country, and we need more. We hardly have any in London, do you know that? Hardly any, and there's so many more that is needed. But do you know what? I'm always so proud. I'm going to be boastful now. I'm proud because this church is eight years old, and for five years of it, we've had a debt centre. Yeah. Thanks to the wonderful leaders, it's a brilliant. And a food centre as well, a food bank, it's amazing. Um, and also, one of the things that we need to recognise is that 792 clients have become Christians as well. So it is a life changing thing, it's not just the finances it's not about saving lives it's also about people meeting with Jesus, it's incredible so I'm just going to look at some scripture now um, we're going to look at Matthew 5 Matthew 5 13 to 14 Matthew 5 13 to 14 you are the salt of the earth, but if salt was lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. 
A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the first that I wanted to share with you all today, because that's just a little bit about what we do each week. But I know for some of you as well, you're probably doing something similar, or, or you meet with your neighbours and your friends, and this is something that's important to you as well. But living in London, I hate to say it, and I'm speaking about myself here, we can become quite hard-hearted. We can see people... There's a lot of need. There is a lot of need. And if we're not careful, we can become hard-hearted. And when I was looking at the scripture, it, before I could do any more, I felt like I had to go to God and say, stuff in my heart. Stuff in my heart. Because every week is different. And I don't want to think that this week is going to be the same as last week. Everyone deserves a new chance, a new beginning. And don't let our hearts get hard, okay? Please, don't let it go. And if it does, get together with someone and ask them to pray with you. Um, we don't want to have hard hearts. Um, one of the things that I read from Phil Moore, I've got two quotes from him today, and uh, it says, However, God does not want us to live like this, having a hard heart. Jesus tells us that if we live in his kingdom, the way in kingdom way instead of world way we would become salt scattered throughout the world and light which shines into their darkness now when I read that I thought yes I want that I want to be the, the light that's shining into the darkness I want to be the salt that's scattered around the world let's please let us all hold on to that let's be able to do that let's be stirred let's be getting out there and doing it let's get more and more involved we are the light of the world and when we know Jesus and we can enjoy Jesus we can spend time with him it's not just for us knowing Jesus is an outward thing when you start feeling more in love with Jesus, you can't keep it to yourself. You want to share it with others. You don't want to be keeping it to yourself and, and, and just protecting it for you. No, this is something that we want to share with others. So if you're excited about Jesus and something's happened to you and you've got an amazing testimony, an amazing story, share it. Just share it, step out and share it. And to be honest with you, when I started three years ago with the CAP Centre, um, I was really scared about sharing stories and, and sharing the light of Jesus. It, it's, you know, but then I think, well, if I'm scared, it's going to be good, isn't it? Isn't that right? It's going to be good, you know? So don't, don't worry if you think, oh, I can't do it. I, I messed up last time. It doesn't matter if you messed up. God knows your heart. He knows that you're trying to do what you can to share the love of Jesus. And it doesn't have to be in an evangelistic way. It can be in a way that says, I can see that there's a need here. How can I support you? That is showing Jesus' light. That's taking notice of people. And what I really love, Pillar, what you said today, is that we listen to you. 
And that really got my heart because I thought, how many of us listen to our neighbours? How many do we stop and listen? And I was having a conversation earlier with Tony as well, saying the world is rushing by around us and we've got to be careful. We need to make time for some really good conversations to be able to share the light of who Jesus is for us and for others, the love of him blowing out. Some of you might think, well, hang on a minute, I'm not even a Christian. I've just come with my friend today. Um, I don't know how I find myself in here, but I'm here. And, but if you're not a Christian and you want to know more and you've come with your friends, just chat with them and they'll point you in the direction and we can answer any more of your questions that you have. We have questions from lots of different people that want to know. And we like questions, we invite questions, so please don't think that you can't ask questions about why would I want to be a Christian, what is Jesus all about. So, Cap, when we go into people's homes, Ruth, Ruth is sitting on the front here, uh, when we go into people's homes, we never know what to expect, do we? We never do. And we always pray before we go in. And when we go into the homes, we feel like if we can, if they're comfortable, because remember, we're, meet, we're meeting people from all different backgrounds. It's not a, um, a charity just for Christians. We meet with everyone. But what I always say, would you like me to pray? And most people say yes. And when we pray you can see that something's lifted in the room, something changes. It gives an open for an opportunity for people to feel comfortable to talk, to feel listened to. And one of the phrases that I love that clients tend to say to me to be optimistic, which is great, you know, I, I like that. And they say, there'll be light at the end of the tunnel, right? And do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, there will be light. There will be, you know, the situation can't be any more dark than it is now. It's going to get better for them personally. And I love the fact that some of those clients already feel lifted. And that's just the first meeting. And you can feel the difference as you go through the meeting. And that's what we want. We want clients to feel comfortable, comfortable to share with their paperwork. It's that personal thing. That it's a big deal what they're sharing. And when they're doing that, they're actually shining light into a situation that says, I don't want to be isolated by this. I don't want to be bound by this. And it's amazing. Do you want to be a light that's shining? Or do you want to be hidden under the basket, as it says in the Bible verse? I know I don't want to be. I do want to be a light that shines, even if I mess up sometimes, even if any of us mess up. I still want to shine the glory of who God is into people's lives. I haven't always been a Christian. I became a Christian in my 20s, but I certainly know the difference in my life, my old life and my new life with him. And that's what stirs me, and that's what gets me excited about moving forward and sharing and helping people. Have you ever thought about your neighbours? Do they need help? Do they need conversation? Do they need support? Let's not get too busy to shine God's light. Let's have that saltiness in our lives. Let's be the salt that's scattering around. 
Let's not forget that we are a community that is sharing and loving others. There's nothing better than you're giving good works and glory to the Father. Whenever we take care of our loved ones, of the people that need help, um, it's giving the glory to God. It's not saying, oh, very well done, Sally. It's not, it's not about us. It's about God having the glory. Everything is about him having the glory. Now, I just want to pause for a moment and say thank you to every single one of you in this room. And I mean that. Thank you to every single one of you. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but I really want to say thank you to every one of you. And the reason why I want to say thank you is because you've been given to this CAP Centre, whether it means financially, time, supporting clients, you have been given, you have been making a difference. And because of that, I really want to say thank you. We are a church, I'd like to say, we are a church that is showing light and continues to shine light brightly into people's lives. Let's be salty in everyday lives and let's not lose the taste. Don't get used to seeing people struggle. If you see anyone struggle, keep doing something about it, however little it is. For everyone that does something, it will make a difference. Just before I show you one more video, I've got this, another quote from Fillmore. And I'm going to read it twice because I like it. <laughs> and it's, Embrace God's revolution in our lives and in doing so spark a revolution in the lives all around us embrace God's revolution and in our lives sorry that again embrace God's revolution in our own lives and in doing so spark a revolution in lives all around us we can do that can't we church we can do that I'm very convincing can we do it yay